This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is July the 21st, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable, offended by selling, in motion. All right, we have a very special guest who is in motion indeed and has been in the news lately. His name is Mike Peterson, and he is the guy coordinating the Bitcoin Beach down in El Salvador. Now, I talked about that on yesterday's show, and I was so pumped about it that I'm like, I got to get this guy on the air right away. And we got to hear about what's really going on in El Salvador with this Bitcoin Beach. He's, it's got a great name, Bitcoin Beach. You can't you can't beat that. You got the you got the marketing down there, dude. So how you doing? Doing great. Great. All right. Great. I'm glad we, we were able to get this on. We had some technical difficulties beforehand, but bam. We had conviction. We uh, persevered. So t- tell us about, uh, well, how did this all start? Uh, and how long have you been in, the, in Bitcoin, first of all? Uh, I've, been in, I've been following Bitcoin since probably 2012. Um, a couple times I, in the early stages, I tried to purchase some, but I'm not a, uh, a real tech guy. And so at that point, it was still pretty difficult to purchase or figure out even how to, to make the transaction. So I didn't actually purchase any Bitcoin until I think it was 2016 uh, when it became a, a little bit more user friendly for people like me. Um, but I've been I've been uh, really fascinated by the financial side of it even more than the tech from the beginning. Uh, I come from a finance background. I was an economics major in school and so just the whole money aspect of it has been something that, that I've been really focused on. And um, yeah, initially we, we've lived in El Salvador for about six, seven years and working on um, some different economic development programs there with uh, different churches and nonprofits. And so I was introduced to Bitcoin by another nonprofit. They had had somebody donate a Bitcoin to them and they were trying to figure out how to use it. And I kind of helped them figure out how to be able to um, utilize it. And through that, they connected me to their donor. And that was kind of the, the genesis of, of our project. Okay, so there was, a, there was a donor that had some Bitcoin and he wanted to give it away. Yeah, he had, um, from the, the story goes, that, you know, he was an early Bitcoin uh, investor and I, I think bought when it was like a nickel. And, you know, was, was sitting on a large cache of this that he wants to use for good in the world. He, he's not a, you know, Lamborghini type guy. He wants to be able to use the, his Bitcoin proceeds to actually, you know, invoke change. But he also believes that Bitcoin itself will be part of that change, and especially for the unbanked. And so he wanted to contribute to people that were willing to actually utilize Bitcoin in real ways that they weren't going to be just converting to fiat. And so I kind of understood the guidelines of what he was looking for. And I put together this just really wacky proposal to basically from scratch, start a Bitcoin economy in El Salvador, in some of the communities that we're working in. Oh, wow. Now this, and he's anonymous, this, uh, this guy. Yes. And did he fund any other programs that you know of or, ju- or just this one? 
he he's been I know he's contributed to, to several other nonprofit. Um, it's the, the organization is called uh, the Bit by Bit Fund, and so while he's anonymous, you know the the fund itself is you know out there, um, and he's yeah. But that's kind of his stipulation is always that people use the Bitcoin themselves itself, that they're not just converting to fiat, which is what most nonprofits want to do. They don't have a Bitcoin background and it seems too complicated to them. And so that's you know what they usually want to do. And so we put together a proposal that um, you know, would use Bitcoin in real ways. OK, so is Bit by Bit Fund is Bit by Bit Fund dot org. Is that his uh is that the I believe site? so. I believe yeah, so. Yeah. I, I had not heard of that before, so I'll I will link to that. Uh, but if anyone's watching this live, people are watching this live. And if you guys have questions, I have answers. People, you can type in Bitcoin Meister uh, for for the and, and ask the guest uh, questions or ask me questions, whatever, or do a super chat. But here we go. Yeah, bitbybitfund.org. Okay, it's been created with two goals in mind: to provide funding for smaller, less known charities and to promote the general use of Bitcoin as an honest alternative to today's fiat currency. So you're number two there. That, that's what they, they want uh, you guys to, or you want to promote the general use of Bitcoin as an honest alternative to today's fiat currencies. Is that is that a good summation there? Yeah, exactly. But, but also, you know, we, we want to be able to use the Bitcoin to really drive economic development and, and empower and improve the lives of you know, some of the most vulnerable in the world. Okay, so let, let's let's get into the nitty gritty. You got a beach town down there, tourist, and, and what's the name of the beach town? El Zante, right? El Zante, yes. In, okay, in in El Salvador, El Zante, and uh, you have distributed some of the Bitcoin to people directly. You've given it away, or have they uh, earned it? And has it started circulating? What was the distribution process like? Uh, pretty much all of the above. So. Initially, we uh, started working with the youth. Uh, we found that they were the receptive. It was uh, with some of the adults when you start talking to them about technology, their their eyes would glaze over. And so we started with the youth, and we really focused on keeping the youth out of the gangs. Gangs is a big issue in El Salvador, and so we wanted to develop some uh, work projects and also some projects to encourage uh, the youth to stay in school. So we employ a lot of the different youth in the community to pick up trash, to clean the river, to help some of the, the elderly or some of the vulnerable families to do some work projects on their properties. Um, so that was kind of how it started. We started with this contingent of about uh, 40 young people that we were paying in order to you know, do all these different tasks. Um, and then simultaneously with this, you know, in order for it to be valuable to them, in order for it to be money to them, they had to have a place where they could spend it. And so we worked with some of the local stores and businesses, teaching them how to receive Bitcoin um, and explaining to them that there would be this new liquidity within the community. There would be new customers for them if they started accepting it. And so we had this kind of hand in hand, chicken in the egg problem we were trying to solve, trying to get the Bitcoin out there, but you also need people to accept it. But people don't want to accept it unless there's enough of a market of people trying to use it. And so we kind of walked hand in hand from the beginning with them. And we also started doing um, stipends for kids to, to stay in high school. Um, most kids don't finish high school in El Salvador. It's 
uh, for their, their families, just the expense of transportation and meals at school is too much. And so they drop out and just start working. So we wanted to encourage them to stay in school. So we started doing Bitcoin stipends to kids that stayed in school and then additional stipends if they um, got good marks. And then also we wanted to encourage them to go on university. So we do the same thing. We, we provided Bitcoin scholarships for those that went to university. Um, and that program was going along well. We had uh, several stores that were accepting it. They could go uh, get pupusas, which is kind of the local fast food in, in El Salvador. There was a couple of pupusa places where they were accepting it. Um, the, they could pay their water bills in Bitcoin. And so they could help out with the family in that way. And then when COVID hit, we kind of switched gears. Uh, the lockdown in El Salvador was super extreme. Nobody was allowed to go to work. It was um, you know, military in the street, uh, keeping people from even leaving town. And so nobody could work. And most people only have you know the food they need for the next couple of days in that type of community. People kind of live hand to mouth. And so you had almost immediately there being food security issues. And so we kind of switched gears and started doing universal cash transfers using Bitcoin. And over the during March, we got pretty much all the families in the community on board, and then we rolled it out in a, another community called Punta Mongo. And so we had about 600 families that were receiving about $35, uh, you know, equivalent in Bitcoin uh, every month um, that they could use to buy groceries or food or just pay their their basic needs with. Okay. Uh, well, it's it's good that uh, people were accepting Bitcoin. Yeah, they value it. That that that's good. That's that, that's step one. That the the, the normies, uh, the the non youth, uh, w will accept it for food. It is. It's unfortunate that the country is shut down. Uh, there, there is there's a question about that actually from the from the audience here. Let, let me get that. Uh, what is is El Salvador uh, totally? Uh, is it's not open to visitors right now? Is it? It's not. No, the land borders and the airports are, are both closed. Mm, unbelievable. So at, at any point during the process of uh, getting the people to use Bitcoin, uh, did any tourist actually use Bitcoin? Was any new Bitcoin brought into the ecosystem that was not from the, uh, the original source? Yeah, so we've had, um, I, I wouldn't say it's been a lot because we're just, this only was launched in September, so we're stir, still in the beginning stages. Uh, Peter McCormick, who has the What Bitcoin Did uh, podcast, was probably the first tourist to use it. He, he bought us dinner there from the Papuseria, and there have been some other tourists that have paid with, with Bitcoin. That is our long-term goal to really promote that, um, but like I said, we're still in the early stages, and once we were starting to get to that point, that's when the country went into lockdown. So we, we haven't had a huge amount of experience with that yet, but that and also getting people to send remittances. Um, El Salvador's economy is driven by people sending money from the U.S., their, their family members. And so it's I think it's like 22% of the GDP. So that's another focus of ours is getting people to send money in Bitcoin rather than Western Union. That is awesome that you're already on the remittance track here, uh, because even though maybe some relatives can't get back into Costa, uh, can't, can't get back into El Salvador, excuse me, right now, they can send their relatives in. So, so I mean, right now you guys are doing universal basic income in Bitcoin uh, for some exactly. people. Yeah, you are. Exactly. But, but they could, uh, 
if they have uh, relatives abroad, not just in the United States, wherever, they, they could get funds through Bitcoin now because they understand it, which is awesome. Now, there is, there's another question here, and I, I'm going to tie it in. Dr. H. Quinzel says, uh, what do you think the solution of mass adoption will be in regards to getting the most conservative to use Bitcoin and blockchain technology today? We need them to use it without knowing. Well, one thing in, in a country, in a situation like this is is remittances, okay? It, 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 there's something right there. It, it forces people to uh, to use Bitcoin, right? That 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 will help some uh, with mass adoption. Now, I, I have... I have different takes on mass adoption, Dr. H. Quinzel. So I, I just, I just wanted to tie that in there. I don't know uh, what will, will get the most conservative people to use crypto, and I, I don't think uh, we need to get the most conservative uh, crypto people to use crypto. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's not for everyone. It is, it is not going to uh, be for everyone. But uh, if, for, for the guest here, since you do uh, like people spending their Bitcoin. Uh, what, do you, what do you see something that will help trigger uh, mass adoption to get more people to, quote unquote, use it? I, I, I really do think that uh, apps like the recently uh, recently released Strike app that, um, that ties into people's bank accounts, where we're looking to use that with uh, people in El Salvador to have their relatives in the U.S. just be able to link their bank account. They don't need to know anything about Bitcoin, but they can automatically send lightning to be received on the other end. Now, obviously, there's drawbacks of, of um, people when they want to return it back into fiat, but we see it as a good on-ramp for people to get into Bitcoin. And what we found is once people start transacting in it, it's natural for them to become more curious, for them want to understand it at a different, at a deeper level and to actually start using it and not want to convert. Originally, everybody asks, okay, how do I convert to, to real money? That's what they'll say. But after a while of them using it, they realize that Bitcoin is real money and they would rather be holding it in Bitcoin rather than a, a dollar that's going to be going down over time. Okay. Now this is a great segue here for everyone out there. They don't have a national currency down there. They use the dollar. And that's a pretty good uh, darn fiat currency to use, as we all know. But have people, and you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, are people starting to straight up say, I am saving this Bitcoin now? I am, or, 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 or is anyone using it as a savings account? Are they totally valuing their wealth in, in Bitcoin? Just totally getting out of the dollar system. They've earned in Bitcoin now, and now they're like, okay. I'm, I'm saving in this so I can buy a better house in, in a few years or buy a better car. Is this, are people catching on to the savings aspect? Of they are. They are. And that naturally happens is they have a Bitcoin balance in their account and they see the fluctuations. But in general, you know, tending to move up over time and they can look at historically that that's been the same thing. We try to balance that. We try to encourage people not to throw all their savings into Bitcoin. We don't want them selling their ancestral, you know, property they got from their parents and and investing in Bitcoin because they have dollar signs in their mind and their head. Um, we're not trying to create speculators. And so we'll say, hey, put five, ten percent of your wealth and kind of over time. And as you as you get to see how it moves, as you get to understand it better, and you want to move more, great. But we we don't want to create speculators because there will be times when Bitcoin drops and if they don't have kind of a long-term view, if they're just speculating, they'll probably sell at the bottom. 
And so we want to make sure we're developing people with kind of a long, um, long game here, that they're not just in it for the short run. Awesome. Now, I, I just want to say uh, we got a CS2 sent five bucks. He said, Bitcoin is making waves at Bitcoin Beach. Oh, it, it is. Pound that like button, everyone. Now, uh, soon enough, all this uh, lockdown madness will end. Uh, and so the tourists will return. And for their convenience, there is a uh, Bitcoin ATM there. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Athena Bitcoin has, has put a ATM in the community. And it's ironic because we don't even have a cash ATM in our community. It's, you know, the Bitcoin ATM is the, the only game in town. No, that actually is awesome, and it it makes sense. It, it people uh, you can compare that to uh, how in Africa, in, in some towns, they never had the regular phone line; they just jumped to cell phones. It's the exactly. same. Well, why stick with the with the old school fiat? Why not? Uh, why not get the best of the best? Uh, there's, there's there's no need to to take that that step now. Uh, just just jump to the, jump to the current uh, or to the future right now with with the Bitcoin ATM. So, what is the overall in, in Central America? Uh, are you familiar with the uh, crypto ecosystem down there at all? Uh, is besides your your town, the beach town, is there use Bitcoin crypto groups in uh, El Salvador? There, there is you know some very loose groups. I wouldn't say there's a. Um, a deep history of, of Bitcoin usage in Central America, but you definitely see it starting to grow. And as we've started the project, we've had a lot of people just kind of come out of the woodwork. Uh, a lot of kind of professionals, say doctors or, or business owners that have contacted us and they want to just start buying $100 a week and invest in, and save in it over time. And they haven't had access before. And um, and so they're excited that now there's access within El Salvador. And so there's actually a lot more people interested in it than we had initially thought, even outside of the people we're working directly with. All right. Now, you, you say you, you didn't want to encourage speculation or anything, uh, no gambling. Uh, but ha have any of the youth, uh, since they are technically skilled, uh, more so than the, the uh, older people, uh, have they... Uh, Change any of their Bitcoin into altcoins? Have you been asked about altcoins or Bitcoin trading by by any of the people down there? Not, not, uh, not that I know of. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's probably happened. Um, but like I said, we that's not really our focus. Our focus is kind of more focused on getting people to spend and and save in it. And so, um, and we are a definitely a Bitcoin centric um, project. And and Bitcoin maximalists, so we that's kind of our focus. All right, people like that. <laughs> people like that on this channel. Pound that like button, people. We got Bitcoin maximalist in freaking in, in a beach town in freaking El Salvador, baby. This is and I mean, you picked the best name possible, Bitcoin Beach. I mean that. So how's it going to become the Bitcoin Beach of the world? When when things get back to normal, when the tourists start coming back. Um, what, what, are, what are your plans? What are some next steps into the future here? So kind of as I, as I mentioned before, we, we really want to focus on the remittances, but also on the tourism for, for tourists from around the world to be able to come in and not have to worry about exchanging money because they can just use their phone to buy local stuff. We see that as a long term um, injection. And then we also have plans right now. We want to build a Bitcoin um, housing community 
So we, we have a property that we're looking to divide into lots. They all have nice beach views. And we want kind of longer term, the, the properties to be sold in Bitcoin, uh, homeowners association fees to be paid in Bitcoin, utilities to be paid in Bitcoin. We're, we want it to be a place where Bitcoiners can go and transact everything in their life in Bitcoin. And also have the town there where they can go down and pay for their pizza in Bitcoin. They can pay their water bill in Bitcoin, all these different things. And so we're that's kind of the dream. That's the next step right now. And then we also we want to bring uh, developers that are in the Bitcoin and Lightning world into this region. And so we're working on building a shared workspace that we will make available for, for Bitcoin or Lightning projects. And we're hoping that teams will send, uh, that companies will send their developer teams to live in El Salvador. The cost of living is cheap. There's great surfing, the weather's great, the food's great, the people are amazing. So they could send people there to have a, a great work environment. It'll be cheaper for them to live for companies that are, you know, kind of bootstrapping their projects and don't have a lot of money for salaries. But also they have this sandbox that they can work with of uh, releasing their projects into the community and see real world people using them and see what problems they have and what benefits. And so that's kind of the view is the hope to to bring that and for that to provide longer term jobs and opportunities in the tech sector for Salvadorans. This is great. This is like pure Bitcoin tourism. I mean, you're reaching out to the Bitcoin community. It's not just going to be all oh, some tourists are going to happen to be down there. They're going to they're going to learn about Bitcoin. You're you're reaching out saying Bitcoin people come down here. Bitcoin people live here. Bitcoin people visit. Bitcoin people work here. So. Uh, I think that is a great approach. Uh, just uh, no need to appeal to the masses. Get 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 the Bitcoiners uh, down there. So uh, I, I think that's I think that's the direction you're going in at least. Yeah, so, no, we'd like to see it become like a destination for Bitcoiners, where they know they can go and spend Bitcoin and practical, you know, everyday things where you can't in most places, and also connect with other Bitcoiners. And so that's kind of the, the longer term goal. So yeah, I, I admire you guys. You are step. There is no Bitcoin beach yet. You're stepping up. You're claiming the name. You're in motion. You've got the conviction. I, I, I like it a lot. Bitcoin beach. Now, someone asked here, CS2, and again, CS2, thank you for uh, contributing to the show. He says, uh, is there a place to donate to Bitcoin beach? Yeah, there there is. Um, you can if you send me a um, uh, a message, a DM on on Twitter, I can send you a, an invoice. We also, I don't want to, I don't really want to promote it because it's just a placeholder page. But we do have BitcoinBeach.com. Um, it's it's very much a placeholder page, so don't hold that against us. And we just threw something up there. But there's also a a donate on there. Um, for people to make the donations through there, it goes through a company called Ingiven in the U.S. that um, can do tax receipts and that sort of thing. So if people want to donate directly in Bitcoin and not have it, uh, don't need a tax receipt, then I can send them a, a Lightning or, a, or an on-chain invoice for that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll recommend again what Mike just said. He's linked to below. It's twitter.com slash Bitcoin Beach. I DM'd him there. He immediately responded. So he is—he's the dude behind Bitcoin Beach at uh, at Twitter. It is—it is linked to below. Now uh, you, you mentioned Lightning. Uh, 
So you've got the people using the Lightning Network down there too. Yeah, originally we were doing everything on chain, and at the time we re we released the project, the um, fees were pretty low, so people were paying anywhere from you know thirty cents to fifty cents for transactions, and so for a ten dollar transaction, it it was a little high, but you know still in the kind of realm of what credit card fees are. But as fees started to go up and people wanted to make smaller purchases, we knew we had to make a change, and so. We moved pretty much everything over to Lightning. So I would say probably 90% of the transactions in the project now are happening on the Lightning Network. Okay, this is a real world use case for all the Lightning Network deniers or, or all the people that say Bitcoin is uh, too slow, Bitcoin is too expensive. You you have stuck with Bitcoin all this time. I, do, do you want to... Uh, do you want to say anything to the Lightning Network uh, haters out there, or, or to the big, to the Bitcoin haters uh, that that say Bitcoin will never be uh, used for uh, real world transactions? I think one of the greatest things in our project is the place where we have the Bitcoin ATM is a coffee shop, and people are buying coffees with Bitcoin, and that's the thing everybody's always says. You know, nobody's going to use Bitcoin to buy coffee, and so in El Salvador we have you know a small little village in the middle of nowhere. Without even a regular ATM, people can buy coffee with, with Bitcoin. And if people buy even 25 cents of tortillas from the local tortilla lady with Bitcoin, the local fruit truck that drives around selling fruit sells in Bitcoin. So it's it's happening. It's not in the future. It's now. All right. We got we got people in the uh in the chat that want to visit the Bitcoin uh, beach. I want to visit the Bitcoin beach. Uh, when do you expect the restrictions to go away or is it just a never ending uh, thing? <laughs> I hope by September, it was supposed to be in the beginning of August and just yesterday they pushed it two weeks. So, you know, in, in, in this world, it's, it seems impossible to make any predictions, but um, I, we plan on going back in September. Um, so I'm very hopeful it's open by then. Uh, it's it's you're, you're getting pretty uh, close to the equator down. Well, closer than we are here in the United States. Is it a, a good weather all the time? The tourists come uh, when things are normal. Do they come uh, uh, all 12 months? Yeah. Yeah. So they basically there have a rainy season and a dry season. Um, the weather itself is just pretty warm through the whole year. So the dry season is November through March, April. And then the wet season is kind of April, May through October. And the weather's still nice even in the wet season. You just get some some good torrential downpours, but then you can go to the beach and, um, you know, it's like 85 to 95 degrees where we're at year-round. Now, I, I do have a question. How big is your, your management team of this? Or are you just the main manager? Because you, it would be great if you some maybe someone out there wants to volunteer and help you with the uh, the webpage to get that up. I mean, because, I mean, this could be a really big thing, but it, it's it's good. it's going to take some uh, – volunteers or, or other workers too to, to 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 get to get it out there this should be a bigger story it really should be a bigger story yeah we're we're definitely working on that and we've had you know we've definitely had some people reach out to us we're trying to figure out how to put people in different places uh the organization blockchain for humanity they um they actually are building a web page for us right now and hopefully it'll it'll be up in the next couple of weeks we're just kind of finishing a few things um but yeah we've definitely have people excited about this and have kind of come alongside and have offering their services. And, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to coordinate and put that all together. Um, we have a local team 
in El Salvador that handles all the, uh, you know, the distributions and the training and all of that stuff. And so I, I lean on them for a lot of things. But longer term, we, we hope to have uh, the ability to have people come and stay for a few mo months, people that want to volunteer to come down and to teach classes and to lead seminars and that sort of thing. And we just recently built a uh, community center that we're going to use to do both Bitcoin trainings, but it'll also be a place where the local kids can come to do their homework. It has high speed internet, which most people don't have there. And so, yeah, kind of longer term, we're really focused on how we can incorporate people. All right. Well, I, I think we've covered everything here today. Is there, uh, again, he's linked to below uh, at, at Twitter, best way to contact Bitcoin Beach. Uh, any uh, conclusionary thoughts, anything else you want to uh, tell the people? I would just encourage people to get out there and be using your Bitcoin as, as much as you can. Support businesses that are accepting it. Um, you meet lots of people that are very theoretical in the Bitcoin world, but they rarely actually transact in it. So I would just encourage you to, yes, we're, we're hodlers. Yes, we believe in saving Bitcoin, but we also want to see it as a spending vehicle that's going to revolutionize and change the lives of the unbanked. And that's not going to happen unless people are willing to facilitate those transactions. So get out there and use Lightning. Get out there and um, you know donate in Bitcoin or in Lightning and you know, be, a, be a part of what's going forward. Uh, I, I did have one final question I just thought of. Uh, wh what is the population of, of uh, El Zante? Uh, how many people live down there? So in El Zante, there's about 3,000 people. And then we also have another community that we've launched in uh, called Punta Mongo that has about 800 people. Um, and they're both beautiful beach towns with great surfing. So that, I'm a surfer, so that's kind of the, the original attraction to that area. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we actually have it. There's a guy named Surfer Jim who's a big Bitcoiner. I hope he's watching this now. Uh, maybe he'll go. Uh, he's about to travel the world too one of these days. I know. So maybe he'll come down there and bring the Bitcoin vibe, the Bitcoin surfing vibe. There is a there's a Bitcoin surfer click out there. So 3,800 people. You really could get all 3,800 people to have uh, Bitcoin. Or I mean, close to and it. they actually are at this point, or at least somebody in their family. So we have over 600 families that are that have bitcoin wallets and that are transacting in bitcoin so that pretty much represents i would say 90 to 95 percent of those communities are living in a home where bitcoin is being used in some fashion wow uh this it's quite an accomplishment already uh so if, if people could could learn from this to scale it up to to, lar to larger communities I mean, this this could be huge. This this really could be huge. So I I hope people contact you uh, because of this and, and keep on keep on doing uh, what you're doing down there, Mike. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on the show today. Again, everybody, check it out. He's linked to below. All right, guys. You know what? You get you get news here that you don't get anywhere else. You get the insider information. You just really heard what was going there. That was no Cointelegraph article. That was the real hardcore thing. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out all the links below. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. People are saying they're following you already. Thank you again. And I will, uh, again, I'll see you all tomorrow. You get a new show here.